theater people know theater people. We just find each other. That's one of the reasons I was drawn to my wife, Galinda. I guess she might just be dramatic, but still. We do little plays for each other in the home. I'll dress in a silk kimono and pretend to make an egg beater omelet. And I'll say, hey, Galinda, where are you headed today? And then I'll hear the jingle of meditation bells and the door slam, and then I won't see her for a few days, sometimes a week. But then she comes back, and it's like nothing happened. And she brings me a magnet from her travels, and I put it on the fridge. I only need ten more states to complete the U.S. of A. Anyway, part of any relationship is not knowing. And that's like being on stage. You know, a theater teacher of mine once said, the best actors forget everything the minute before they go on. And I try to remember that every morning. I put everything down deep and try to forget it and then go make some breakfast. Try it. Well, I could go for some egg substitute products right now, so while I whip something up, how about you go ahead and open up the portal that leads us to the Deep Night. Oh, friends, hello, and welcome to the Deep Night. I'm your host, Dale Seaver, and I am so pleased to be your guru and guide and spirit quest leader through this next hour of regrets and revelations. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and we'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Mel Mitchum, the night watchman of the Verizon parking lot who turned 63 today and is always happy to share a coffee and stories of the old days down by the Gowanee when the crime families used to make deposits in the canal and he looked the other way. We ended up talking a lot about organized crime, secret clubs, and the theatrical life in tonight's episode when I'm joined by comedian, actor, and producer Jenny Gorlick. Now, as it turns out, and I had no idea about this before we entered the Deep Night Studio together, that Jenny and I shared an acting professor and, in fact, had much of the same training uh, in the heavenly and haunted town of Providence, Rhode Island. Now, for years, I even kept a little folded piece of paper in my wallet with the sage advice of that acting professor. It read, Iron Your Clothes. <laughs> I mean, that's good advice for young people auditioning. I don't think I've ever landed an audition, but you can be sure that my shirts are wrinkle-free. <laughs> BTW, also why I switched to turtlenecks. Less visible wrinkles. Anyhow, I meant to also update you that the shimmers from the other dimension that I was feeling do continue, but I've grown used to them, still not sure what's happening. Will I remember to follow up on this seemingly confusing and meaningless plot point in the overall arc of this weekly podcast? Probably, but who will care? Tune in and find out. But now, oh now... Jenny Gorlick is a comedian and birthday girl. She celebrates her birthday every month with her long-running variety show, Jenny's Birthday at Union Hall. She can be long-running. I'm just saying I've been doing this for 10 years. Anyhow, <laughs> no, taking nothing away, I'm sure it's been going a long time. Anyhow, she can be seen in commercials for Quicken Loans, Burger King, Ford, uh, and Neutrogena. Oh, those are all my... You want to list my favorite products? That's all my favorite products right there. That's a full afternoon. Uh, she's been featured in the New York Times, Time Out, New York, Gothamist, MTV News, among others. You, you get it. Now let's go to my conversation with Jenny Gorlick. So 
Jenny Gorlick, welcome to the deep night. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> it's wonderful to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. Good. I myself am doing okay. Uh, I'm doing a little better. I've been battling a little bit of this seasonal uh, disorder, oh, you no. know, the doldrums of winter. Yes. But uh, you, I imagine you're so prolific, you don't have time to be sad. I actually, yes, I don't. There's no, <laughs> there's no time. I'm, anytime I get sad, I'm like, okay, I have to keep moving forward past this. So. I love it. It's I insane. love that. I'm trying to be inspired by all these people that are out there doing so much. And uh, anybody looking at the comedy calendar in New York City, uh, in Brooklyn, in the greater area, you just got to be impressed by the sheer frequency of uh, uh, Jenny Gorlick appearances uh, in, in town. My gosh, break it down for me. You have the birthday show. Yes. So I celebrate my birthday monthly okay. at Union Hall yeah. uh, with different themed parties. So this month, we're clubbing. Next month, it's a kids party for adults with a balloon artist. <laughs> I'm very excited, naturally. And then after that, I'm doing my annual magic show where I just book magicians. Oh, that's a lot of fun. So much fun. I famously love magicians. Is that true? It's true. Did you um, grow up with mag- uh, magicians? No, I just love magic. Yeah. I, yeah, it's uh, it definitely appeals to me. I love being amazed. I dated a magician. <laughs> no regrets about it. Would do it again. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, did he take you out there to the uh, uh, magic castle? No, and I'm waiting. I'm uh, waiting to go. It's right. on my bucket list in such a big way. All right. I, yeah, dying to go. Um, Famously, so, the uh, uh, magic uh, hangout spot yeah. in uh, Los Angeles. Famously, the ma- exclusive magic club in Los Angeles. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's okay. not that exclusive. Really? <laughs> Everyone says black tie. You uh, have you to wear have an a sport invite. Coat. Okay. It's like a country club, but pretty much anybody's invited if you know a magician. And it turns out a lot of people yeah. know magicians. There are a lot of magicians. <laughs> a lot of men are secretly magicians and have That's been doing true. it since teendom. Yep. Or pre-teendom. Some misguided attempt. But you say it, it impressed you. It did. So it works. Still does. There's still people still out there. Uh, have you seen Now hang, You See hang Me? Hang on, magicians. <laughs> yeah, please. There's hope for you. <laughs> have you seen the movie Now You See Me? No, is that the one where everybody's a magician? Everyone's a magician, mm. and it's purely inappropriate for me because I'm attracted to all of them, <laughs> especially Mark Ruffalo. And it's a team of like uh, six or seven people yeah, that are six what, or pulling seven off a heist, I imagine. Hot magicians pulling off a heist. There you go. Yeah. Magic heists. Not I enough know. of them. No, there should be more. And also the sequel, it was horrible, and I still loved it. You still love it. Just yeah. a little bit. Do you like the fantasy part of magic, too? Do you like the Harry Potters? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I really do. Um. Wow, we got on such a tangent about magicians. <laughs> um, but yes, so I do have a, I have a birthday theme show monthly. Yes. And then yes. And then I have an all female stand up show. Yep. That raises money for disaster relief oh, called Hurricane. H E R Hurricane. Hurricane. Yep. Also at Union Hall. Yep. In response to uh, uh the Maria? Yeah, so we through we, Puerto Rico. Yeah, Houston? we started it with Puerto Rico and then we've been changing who we donate to based on what the new natural disaster is. So we just Unfortunately, did... due to climate change, right. it's an evergreen subject. Right. It's yes. always going to be relevant. That's right. Yeah. So they'll always need us. That's terrific. Yeah. That's great. Love that show. By the way, thank you for bringing a coffee cup in the classic New York style. Oh, yes. You got the one with the little Greek uh, columns on it. You don't see it as often. I, I don't see it as often, maybe. It's so cute to me. 
it is not a reusable one. It's not a ceramic one. No. No, that's the one you I, got from an actual deli. Yes, I got it from a little truck. A oh, little yeah, right yes. outside on the corner. Um, it is not reusable, which I just was talking about how I'm trying to help the planet. <laughs> so the irony well, here You still want to be able to have the show, so you gotta right. kinda keep it. Yeah, you know. I'm I'm starting disasters just so that I can keep doing the show. <laughs> I'm the one who started the California wildfire. That's what we've just yeah, no well, absolutely not. Kind of a magic trick on its own, isn't oh, true? it? True. Well, true. <laughs> or at the very least, a little deceitful. Uh, yeah, extremely deceitful. <laughs> yes. Magic is lies. Magic is lies. There's something to that, isn't it? It's true. Jenny. They're tricks. <laughs> something it's all about tricks. why you're drawn to that. I don't know. What's we don't that want... about? Uh, <laughs> okay. And then I'm and thinking, then, yes, what's what the other, other one? Shows? Office um, party? Oh, yes. So I did that one time. Oh, that's a once-off. That was a once-off with Kristen Buckles at the Jane Hotel. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Buckles. She has a weekly show that's very good at Baby Grand on okay. Tuesdays. Yep. Worth it. Go. Um, but I actually am working on a new hotel show oh. because I loved doing the Jane so much. I loved being at a hotel. Yeah. Something very, like, cool and opulent about having that, you know, hotel aesthetic and vibe. So I'm talking to the freehand, but nothing's been written down yet, so. Okay. Yeah, I, I've done some hotel shows, too. Yeah. You got to be careful about which show. Not all of them have the vibe. No, that's true. <laughs> There's a couple I've been outside of Reno. Ugh. Yeah, right. Yikes. Yeah, I don't think I want to do it at the Marriott or the Hilton, <laughs> no. so. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I mean, you got to start somewhere. True. And listen, that's what we all got to pay our dues. You know, anywhere I can have a microphone, it's a venue. That. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's, I am working. That's Sorry. great. No. Uh, okay, yes. I'm working on a hotel show. Yes. Um, but I do actively have a pop culture-themed cabaret show at Club Coming. I'm already exhausted by I know. All the I'm tired, too. <laughs> I'm also tired. <laughs> How is it possible? Um, I love events. That's great. I love events. I love putting on events because my day job is actually producing. So yes. Well, we'll talk about that we'll in, talk in about a second. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but you see, uh, I had your pal Addie mm-hmm. Wyrich in here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you, this is kind of a companion episode in some way. I don't mean to link you two always, but I, I know you guys perform a lot yes. together. And you kind of match each other's energy. I, yeah, I know. We're both very high energy yes. uh, little ladies, I'd say. <laughs> um, I know. She's amazing. She's so talented. It was, and you're both all over the place. So she pops up there on the Mrs. Maisel program. I know. I How see good was you she? you there on the bank commercials. Oh, yes. You're ev- everywhere. You must be living your best life. I am really trying to. I mean, I feel like I've had a really big year and that I hope 2019 is also – it just keeps kind of going up on a trajectory. Although, of yes. course, it's – you know, it's waves. It's all in waves. So. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. We deal with the uh, ebb and flow. The ebb and flow. The ups business. and downs. The showbiz. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been – it was a really great year, and I was in a Quicken Loans commercial, which is very funny. <laughs> I love those checks. No, you listen. I got a nice little one just yesterday out of the blue. Ooh. It was uh, surprising. From what? Surprising. From I did a little work for the Johnson & Johnson oh, company. The Johnson and & and Johnson. Uh, they made some kind of mouthwash that I was uh, pleased to be uh, the voice of. Oh, and uh, even a year after any of those ads have run, I guess it's still it's going in Canada. Okay. How much was the check? Can you tell me? Uh, it was a nice uh, about two grand. Okay. That's a big one. Now, you have to know this about me, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Anytime I have an expense, mm-hmm. a check arrives in the mail 
to cover that expense. Or anytime I get a check in the mail, I have an expense of equal amount. Okay. So that I am never ahead. No. I have never been ahead in my entire life, but I have always been even. Right. Sometimes a little in the hole, mm -hmm. but I get out of it. Right. Well, I think if the the amount, like this is a surprise amount that's coming to cover an expense you already made, yeah. that's the universe telling you to keep spending. <laughs> That's, that's what I think. I think that's, that's what I true think. too. And I don't know where I got uh, wrong, except I do. And it's whenever I get the paycheck, mm -hmm. boy, it's a race to spend it down. Right. Is that how you're supposed to do it? No, you're supposed to Is save, I think. You, might, you might be supposed to. Yeah, maybe you're supposed to save. But I will I will say that I also like to spend money. So I just view it as a challenge. Right. I have two weeks to spend this amount of money. Can I do it? Right. Can Turns I do it? I can. How close can I get to zero before <laughs> something else comes? And then I play it all again. And listen, no matter whether I make 27000 mm -hmm. or if I make a lot more than that, right. I'm always 500 bucks short <laughs> every yeah. month. Okay. You know what? It's New York. It's New York. This is New York City, baby. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. But uh, now I've been doing this a long time, mm -hmm. and I have a sense that somehow in your background, New Jersey is involved. Oh, yes. Yeah. I am a Jersey girl. I try to hide it, but you cannot escape it. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> and what part are we talking about? So I'm from Bergen County. Bergen County. Yes. yes. So I'm from Basking Ridge. Oh. So some people don't believe in central New Jersey. Yeah. I think it exists, and I think that's where I'm from. So, But it's a point of contention. Uh-huh. Yeah, because some people say there's just north and south, but... I, I'm a central Jerseyan. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. I think it's fair too. But if you if you go out into the outside world and you ask them how many parts of New Jersey are there, it's north and south generally. Uh, what uh, is, the, is the ridge lovely? Does it yes. look out over something? It, I mean, the, they're not very high hills. It's not really <laughs> like um, – but it is a very beautiful little suburban Can you area. see to like the oranges or something? <laughs> yeah, the south and west oranges. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but you do see a lot of deer. A lot of deer. There's so many yeah. deer. Is it a problem? Yes. Yeah. Deer to New Jerseyans are like rats to New Yorkers. <laughs> They're everywhere. That's right. They're menaces. <laughs> but uh, now I also have roots in New Jersey. You do. Uh, deep ones that involved uh, organized crime, okay. but also racially progressive military leaders. Oh. Interesting. Yes. Uh, a lot of people from South Jersey mm -hmm. and that place, uh, Atlantic City, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a place I really have a feel for, I'll be honest. Um, I'm more of a Philly suburb okay, yes. guy, more PA with mm -hmm. a dash of, what is that, Canadian? Mm -hmm. And uh, do you like Canada? I love Canada. Yeah, it's great. They're so uh, nice there. So nice. Justin, I'm a fan. There's great people. Great yeah, comedy. People. My point is, I watch the show Red Oaks. Okay. Have you seen this show? I have not, but it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Okay. I was on there trying to buy some more shampoo, and then I got drawn into this show, mm -hmm. which I guess is how Amazon works. It made me cry, Jenny. Why? This show, it's set at a golf club mm -hmm. in New Jersey. Somewhere in the central area, okay. probably. I mean, close enough to New York, but what part of New Jersey isn't? And... Um, now, a golf club, country club, mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily be a trigger for me mm -hmm. ordinarily. Don't really have a connection to it that much. But this show is lovely. Not at all what I expected. And it takes place in the years of my youth. And, Jenny, oh. there was a scene in a parking lot on an early summer morning. And I could smell that scene, that damp earth and asphalt, the official smell of New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> That's what New Jersey smells like. That's right. That is asphalt. It's so beautiful. It is beautiful. By the way, I also think I may have a heightened sense of smell. Okay. Do you have any senses that are heightened? 
Uh, I don't think so. I think all of my senses are yeah. equal. My sight is not that great. Oh, I dear. would say I have a lessened sense of sight. Yeah. Yes. Do you need glasses? Do you I do. I'm wearing glasses? contacts right now. Okay. All right. Yeah. And my eyes have been progressively getting worse. So. That's that's how it happens. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. We all have to deal with that. But I think if I, I could work at like a perfumery, mm-hmm. one of those places, and there are a lot of them in New Jersey. Yes. By the way, maybe someplace that makes light bulbs that smell like popcorn. Okay. <laughs> Pretty good yeah. idea. Pretty good idea. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, got the talent. <laughs> now, did you love acting and comedy at an early age there in central New Jersey, up on the ridge? Well, I did theater. Of course theater. I was. Yes, of course I was a drama kid. Yep. And my uh, New Jersey private school, really beautiful drama program. Very yeah. good. Yep. Um, and there was one comedic group called SAC, Student yep. Activities Committee. Oh. Yes. And they made the assemblies. And I always thought they were so funny, but it was so male-driven. It was like mm-hmm. so many – it was all the boys. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, in high school, I did not feel confident enough to be a part of that group. And they were – they had so few women on it, maybe just one while I was there during my tenure. And I went back for career day, which I, a little bit of a brick. They asked me back for career day, which was very cool. Um, and I was asking about SAC, like is it um, – more uh, gender even now. And my English teacher was like, no, it's still a problem. Still a problem. Still a problem. Yeah. It's crazy. Ten years later, I'm like, I would have loved to do comedy in high school. I really would have. But I was so intimidated by the boys who did comedy and sports who were in that group. Dudes. The dudes, the bros. Yeah. So I didn't. Hogging it. There's something you, you won't find on this show. Because, of course, we're still in the year of the woman. Right. On, on Deep Night. Right. I'm hoping yeah. it's, you know, the decade of the woman. <laughs> I hope so. The century of. <laughs> let's, let's just achieve parody and be done with it. Right. Yeah. Let's just say. I mean, by gosh. Now, uh, if you stayed up late during that time, what mm-hmm. were you watching? Okay. I did watch SNL. Yeah. Then I did. And. And that era would have been what? Uh, Will Ferrell? Later? E- later. Um, I'm trying to think. Kristen like, Wiig. Yes. Of course, Kristen Wiig. Yes. yes. Okay. Ugh, the best. Um, yeah. So I I watched some SNL. I I liked the Disney Channel way longer than I should have. I think <laughs> probably I was still into Disney Channel movies for a long time. Uh-huh. Like I saw High School Musical three in theaters, and I think I must have been a junior. Wow. That's yeah. That's yeah. pretty old for that. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm trying to think what else I was watching. I tell you though, uh, High School Musical two, uh, I enjoy. Yes. Yeah. That's the one where they play baseball, and it's the summer. I think that I think bringing this back to the theme of golf club, yes, country clubs. It's love, at a country club. It's at a country club. Well, what I is should, it with maybe you? Maybe I should country. join a country club. Maybe you love a country <laughs> I think, club. I think I'm aging into maybe. a country club. Oh no, maybe we should buy a yacht. It's like the thing. With, I mean, this thing needing a sport coat to right. go into a place like mm-hmm. the Magic Castle. I think this is. I'm getting there. Yes. Maybe that's why I'm crying during these shows because I feel the kinship. You, yeah. It's you, not New Jersey. No. It's the country club <laughs> it's a aspect. It's social club. Right. <laughs> Where I pay dues and get to eat a nice steak. Yes. Or maybe a lobster. Or a lobster. Or according to my doctor, salad. Right. That's okay. what I should be mm-hmm. doing. And ancient grains. Oh. A fistful of protein and ancient grains. That's what she said. This sounds like not that fun a meal. It's not that fun a meal, but we'll <laughs> see what happens. But was there a cultural uh, product, a play, a, a movie? Uh, were you going into the city to see shows? Yes. I yes. saw a lot of Broadway shows. There we go. Um, 
My favorite was Spring Awakening. It came oh, at the yeah. right time for me. Uh-huh. Um, because that is a sexy play about teens discovering themselves. And right. I, in fact, was a teen when uh, Jonathan Groff and Leah Michelle came out there. Just right there. Yeah, they were right there. And that, uh, I think, in the history of Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, underrepresented for its influence. Yes. Because it has uh, a lot of people that were involved in that have gone on to do many other things. Yes. Ever- in fact, I think the uh, one of the female leads in Red Oaks oh. was part of Spring Awakening. It all comes back. Mm. It all comes back. Yeah. Even Skylar Austin, who's a person. He's Even on- Skylar Austin. He's a person, and he started there too. <laughs> yes. Crazy. But I think that it did have a – it's like a kind of a moment in the same way that maybe Rent or something I was going to say, just like Rent. Yeah. I think it, it – Rent also came in at the right time. For, because yeah. drama kids are so susceptible to this kind of like we need this angsty show that is putting in song the feelings yeah. that we're feeling about you know how much we're attracted to each other and also how tough life is and all of our frustrations and Rent did that Spring, Spring Awakening does that yep Cats did that for me Cats <laughs> oh my god what a beautiful story <laughs> did you see it when it came back. Uh, no. Oh, I'm it was glorious. Sorry. It was glorious. It's my You fault. like movement. You like song. You like emotions. You like catch. Yeah. And you like a face full of makeup. You love oh, a bodysuit. I do. Yeah. I, do. I, I love those things. I will see the movie. Yes. I'm going to be there yep. for the movie in theaters. That's exciting. Thrilled. Thrilled yep. to go. Yep. Um, but no, I didn't see it when it came back to Broadway. I think you look at the history of Broadway, it's probably um, uh, Oklahoma. Okay. And then uh, Evita, mm-hmm. maybe a Catch is in there. Okay. Then Starlight Express. Okay. Seismic Shift mm-hmm. changed the world. And then we come to Rent and Spring Awakening. That's probably all the shows you need to see. That's it. I think that's it. Those yeah. are the five or yeah. four. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Dear Evan so, Hansen, maybe it'll get there. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. No, probably not. You know what? I'm put off by the cast. Why? Oh, the cast on his arm. Yeah. Well, it's a important plot. I don't like plot. to see people hurt. Okay. It's an important plot point. <laughs> it better be. It's I'm on the not, poster. I don't want to ruin it, but it's an important <laughs> plot point. There's a reason he has that cast. And you have to go see the show to know why. Yeah. Well, I know. But that's also <laughs> the thing keeping me from it. But okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll try it. Now, just yesterday, mm-hmm. I discovered you went to a place that I know very well. Yes. Brown University. Yes, Brown University. In Providence. What are we talking about New Jersey for when we could be talking about Providence, another place riddled with weirdness and uh, mafiosa. Oh, yes. (laughs) In such a fun way. We found out that um, Gourmet Express, which was a – it's basically like when you go into a deli and they have hot food out and then you can choose what hot food you want. That was basically all they had, right? Uh Uh-huh. It was a front for the mafia. We found that that was what was happening when I was in college. And that was pretty exciting. Well, it was happening while I was there, too. Right. And uh, I would say most of Providence at that time was, was, just was a front for front something. Front for the mob. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of things going on because that was, you know, the heyday of Buddy Cianci. Right. And uh, he had his own sauce. And uh, <laughs> oh my God. lots of things. That, but uh, you w- really were a cre- – did you go there to study theater? I did. I yes. went there to study theater and business. Okay. See, that's pretty good. Now, what did your parents do that you ended up being such a smart decision to do theater and business? Well, my dad is an accountant. There we go. Uh, very, very smart, stable, wonderful guy. Uh, my mom is an alcoholic. So oh. 
That's there it. you go. That's it. That's the whole thing, right? That's the recipe. That's the mixture. That's the recipe that brings a little uh, unpredictability, little yeah. theatrics. Yes, and then little drama. Here, here we are, theater and business double major. Oh well, I mean, I'm, we're making light of it. I hope it wasn't difficult for you, but you I'm know, sure it, it couldn't have been easy. No, it was not. But I, you know what? Therapy is so helpful, and everyone should do it. Yeah. Yes, and uh, keeping busy. Yes, oh. also helps. <laughs> also the helps. more events you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you got into the theater program there. Yes. Uh, based out of this cauldron of activity and mm-hmm. uh, good sense. Yes. Interestingly. They yes. still together? My parents? Yeah. No, very no. messy divorce. No. Very A- messy divorce. After you were out of the house? Yes, but my youngest sibling was still there. Still there, going through. Well, sorry, Jacob. That's that's <laughs> tough. Uh, that I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm that's sorry okay. for him. Um, but. Hopefully that's better for all parties involved. No, it is. It's so much better now. And also, everyone has their family shit. Absolutely. We all have it. Yep. You know what? We all have it. We all have it. We all go through it. And sometimes we draw on that to make our work. True. And did you find that when you were up there in uh, Providence? Yes. Well, so Providence is one of my favorite cities. It definitely is better than anywhere in New Jersey. So (laughs) I just need to make that clear right now. I love I love Absolutely. Providence. Absolutely. There's no I, one who would argue that. I know. This is not a controversial decision, but I'm saying no. Providence, hands down, better than New Jersey. Um, yes. yes. It's so beautiful. It's so cute. Yep. I haunted. Lived, huh? It's haunted. Definitely haunted. Yes. So is New Jersey. Both haunted. Yeah. Both haunted. But Providence, the spirits are a little bit more out there. Yes. They've got room to walk around. I Yes, I would yeah. say so. And I lived in a historical home. Oh, yeah, Which was beautiful and like a gorgeous little yellow house yeah. when when I was a senior. What street were we talking about? Transit Street. Transit Street. A lovely place. A lovely street right by Wickenden. Oh. Obsessed with Wickenden. Coffee exchange? Yes. Yep. Great place to work. Great place to work. Yeah. What's the pizza place over there? Um, there are two. Yeah. Uh, I forget what they're called, but there's the one that has the little guy statue outside. And yeah. then if you keep going up, you have to buy a full pie. What was they the won't pyre? Was the pyre down there? Yes. Yeah, pizza pyre. That's <laughs> the one where you have to buy a full pie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you have did, to buy- Did the actual pyre still exist when you were there? I never met him. Oh, gosh. What a, what a fella. Really? He's real? <laughs> oh, he's real. Okay. He would show up at street fairs and things. A man with, uh, with like an Italian uh, harlequin kind of a thing. I'm sad I missed him. Well, yeah. <laughs> at least you don't have the nightmares I have. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, Transit Street, lovely. I yes. spent time on Transit Street. Uh, I was, of course, more up on Keene. Right. Off of Thayer. Mm-hmm. Up on the, you know, up there. Um but back to the theater a yes. piece of it. Of course, uh, Providence is a theatrical backdrop and a place to be creative. And yes. a, there's a lot of wonderful energies there. But what were you doing? Haunting uh, PW, uh, the back of Leeds. What was going on yeah. for you? What shows were you involved in? So I was on the board of PW. I, on the board? On the board. I love hearing PW mentioned. Production workshop. Yes. It's kind of the place where the students run the show. Yes. Student-run theater. Uh Brown University gives us a budget to work with, and then we're in charge of any of the decisions made about how we're going to run the theater, what programming we're going to do. And we went wild with that. We had, like, there are two theater spaces, the up space, which is upstairs, and yes. the down space, downstairs. Yep. Um, and in the up space, we would do things like nudity in the up space, where it was a week of programming where people are naked. Wow. And we're like, the university's paying for this. <laughs> it's amazing. I... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I miss 
Just you can be so creative when you know where the money's coming from and you know that you have it. Yeah. I miss that. I miss grants. Grants are amazing. Spoken like a true producer and <laughs> yeah. somebody that understands the business side of things. I know. Yeah. I I did a, I directed a show, yes. actually. Yeah. Yes, Goose and Tom Tom by David Rabe. Oh. It's an insane play. Yeah. So David Rabe writes a lot of plays about um, men and violence, but the reason I like Goose and Tom Tom, it's it's about mobsters, which is very funny that we've been talking yeah. about the mob a lot. <laughs> yes. And it's kind of a physical comedy, but it has this like magical element to it where there's a little bit of like space aliens coming in. It's a it's a mishmash of everything. Yes. And the two female characters are the ones who are really running the show. Like they're running Match. the scenes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they're uh, behind the scenes, like really the ones causing how the plot moves forward and also like it's also about male friendship in a way that's very sweet they're like two mobsters who are best friends and they're kind of like Tweedledee and Tweedledum Mm -hmm. and then the women behind the scenes are the ones who are like really making it happen and I did that show and it was so fun Um, it's the last time that I've directed a play I haven't been able to direct a play since moving to New York City because you know it's expensive don't have the space don't have the money um, but you're you're directing in a sense. You're, yes. you're coordinating and curating and producing. Yes, which comedy like, events, yeah. which I love and is definitely like scratching that itch for me. But yeah. it was very cool to have the opportunity to do a show. Um, and David Rabe actually heard about it, which oh. is very cool. That's what happens when you do a show that no one is doing. <laughs> the playwright is like on the internet, being like. Does anyone care about my place still? <laughs> like, is anyone doing them? Um, so he read the review of it in the Brown Daily Herald. And he told my – so uh, my friend was at some event sitting at his table with him um, because I have a lot of friends who are in theaters. Yes. And she mentioned that I had directed his play in college. And he was like, oh, yeah, I heard about that one. It sounded like she got it. <laughs> Which is huge. Pretty this good. is huge. Pretty this good. is a big deal for me. Pretty good. I know. And we're circling around uh, mafia, but there's also a kind of brown uh, mafia, there is. isn't there, of connections mm-hmm. and people that have gone through there and all that. I mean, I was excited to, to find out that you went there uh, because I spent some time in there, too, yes. mucking about. And uh, But uh, it's helpful, isn't it? Yes. I mean, people read the Brown <laughs> Daily Herald. I guess. We're talking about a little bit of a... Yeah, there's a insiders network. There is, and there's no. definitely a community around it. Yeah. Um, community I'm, is a better word for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying I think a community. I'm waiting for John Krasinski to call me. I mean, come on. Where already. is he? I know. I feel John, the same way about Tracy Ellis Ross. Like, oh my God, she's amazing. <laughs> she is. Oh, Do you have any amazing. princes there? Prince of princesses and princes, celebs when you were there? Uh, yes, I was in the same class as Emma Watson. Oh, there you go. Talk mm-hmm. about magic. I was. Yeah, uh, yeah talk about magic. Yeah. We're, it's the theme. That's the <laughs> motif of this episode is magic. Um, Emma Watson was in my class. She was originally in the uh, class above me, but then she took an extra year yeah. um, because she was working. She was filming the last Harry Potter movie. It's understandable. She was busy. Yeah. Um, did she do theater as well? Yes, at PW. Oh, but my I gosh. missed it. She did it her freshman year, so that was before. Oh, before you got there. Yes, but she was in Three Sisters. That would have been uh, fascinating. That would have been amazing. Yeah. I hear it was the most sold out production at PW in PW's history. I mean, with good reason. Well, 
I mean, if you go back while I was there, and okay. I wonder if people are still talking about this. Probably they are. But uh, I did a production of um, Six Degrees of Separation. Oh, yes. Uh, big cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, great reviews. Mm-hmm. Really put me on the map. And I feel like it put PW on the map, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard about that. There's probably some pictures right, in the hallway. Probably. Yeah, there's definitely some pictures in the hallway for sure. Um, I don't know if it's ever been mentioned, but I could, I would definitely go look it up. I'm confident it has been. Uh, <laughs> but you had a good – what was the takeaway from it? Were you doing some kind of avant-garde uh, um, uh, Tennessee Williams productions? Uh, well, we did, we did do Tennessee Williams, not nice. avant-garde. Check. Uh, <laughs> a very standard is A Streetcar Named Desire. But yep. Yep. What were you in that? I was the stage manager. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a good role. <laughs> uh, it's I a very a produ- important job. When we job. did the production of Tennessee, I don't mean to interrupt. But no, please. I keep doing it. So, no. Uh, uh, when we did a Tennessee Williams production, mm-hmm. they're probably directed by the same person. Mm-hmm. The lights in the theater went out completely. No. Just we had a blackout, and so we just had house lights. Okay. And we just went on. We wow. just kept going. And it was the most alive, exciting moment of theater that I think we had there the, the whole time. It was beautiful that everyone agreed to just go. Yeah, the show must go on. The show must go on. Which, okay, Rent Live, Yeah, I take such issue with. Did yes. you watch it? I didn't watch it, no. Okay. I took such issue with it because Roger broke his leg during the dress rehearsal. I understand, yes. Right? They decided to show the pre-taped... Rent instead of actually doing it live with Roger in a wheelchair. Right. Do you know what would have been magical for all of us to see? Yes. Them still doing the show with Roger in a wheelchair. Like yep. we don't we don't need to see the blocking or staging that they put together. I just want to see the like the let's go get them attitude. Like we can still do this. Like that's the theatrical spirit. That's right. And what a missed opportunity. That's some cowardly network people. I would say yes. Is what's going on and there. And you know what? I think they could have gotten an Emmy. Yeah. They lost an Emmy for this. They lost it. They lost it. Oh, I agree. Uh, you would. Uh, Julie Andrews would have gone on. Yes, she would. Straight through. Oh, my God. In a yep. full body cast, Julie in Andrews would have gone on. <laughs> yes. She would have she been like in a bed singing, you know, with her legs like on gurneys, whatever. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, we, we, we love her. And uh, it's it's a missed opportunity for that. Truly. you got to keep it going. Truly was. That's the, is that one of the things that you learned from, uh, from Brown? Yeah, I would from say. the theater department. Go on. Yes, keep going. But also, how can we creatively problem solve? Like, yes. what are ways? And also, what is the the biggest, most exciting version of this that we could make? Like, let's do that. Yeah. Which I think is a philosophy that I have always. Like, I always want to do the most exciting, biggest, let's put on a show yeah. version of whatever yeah. the thing is. Yes. Yeah. So I definitely learned and was able to do that at Brown because it's such a beautiful place where you're so supported in, you know, all of these creative endeavors. And it also is where I started doing comedy finally. Here we go. Thank God. Oh, Thank God. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was in the improv team. Okay. Improvidence. What was that called? Improvidence. Improvidence. Yes. It's a pun. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and where do they do their shows? Um, so we did our shows in McMillan mostly, which okay. was a big lecture hall. All right. So we would – it's – the most people I've ever performed improv for. We would have like 300 people in the audience who all paid a dollar. I feel like I may have seen uh, the Brown Derbies. Yes. Or uh, what was mm-hmm. the other one? Well, there are a couple acapella the, the acapella. Jabberwalks. Jabberwalks. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> they performed there too. Yeah. Um, you know who was part of that group when I saw it? One uh, of those? Who? 
uh, Masioka from oh, the TV show yes. Heroes. I didn't know he was a singer. <laughs> well, I don't, he may have been the sound effects guy. I don't remember. Okay. But, you, you <laughs> Just know. the beatboxer. <laughs> yes. Um, That's a big hall. That's exciting to be in there. Yeah, it was very cool. I've never performed improv for that many people. I never will again. <laughs> <laughs> well. um, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, and what was very silly about that is that we would take all the money that we spent well, all the money that we made on those shows. So we would make like $300 a show, every, like 300 people paying a dollar. Yeah. And then we would save it. And then around Christmas time, we would go out for the most expensive meal. That's so nice. We would have just a beautiful formal dinner. We'd all get dressed up. We called it improv dinner. It was like <laughs> all... <laughs> where would you go? Al Forno? Would you Yes. Go to... We yeah. went to Al Forno. There you go. Um, we went to some new places too. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> oh my god. And we would get this silliest stuff too, like uh bone we ate bone marrow just because why not? Yes. Why not? Treat yourself. Treat ourselves. Yes. We just did some make 'em ups and we made this much money, we're gonna have bone marrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> have you had it since? No, yeah. I did not like it. <laughs> no. Nasty business. I don't recommend. So then you moved to New York? Right yes. out of right out of school. Did you stay in the summers in Providence? Did you do summer theater? Were you just like uh, no. get out, get back? Get a job. I interned actually in New York City there while I was a student in college. And then I moved to New York pretty much the day after we graduated yeah. for an internship. Do um, you feel like Brown made it easier to do that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. do. Um, I It made me very well connected. And also people – it looks nice on a resume. It does. It looks nice it does. on a resume. Yes. Um, and also I worked very hard to be there, so. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And I loved it. And yeah. I loved it. So. And you seem a being of the theater. Yes. So you're fully focused and in it. If somebody's interviewing you, you could tell that. Yes. And you'd want them on the team. you want you on the team. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> sure. And you work with the puppets? Mm-hmm. You worked with the puppets? Oh, Avenue Q. Avenue Q. Yes. So I um, moved to New York to do production jobs. Yeah. And was also doing improv at UCB at the same time. Yeah. Okay. You already knew about UCB. Yes. Already knew okay. about UCB. Um, you know, also being a New Jerseyan, like I spent a lot of time in New York growing up. So, you know, you know about. But you weren't like Addie being bussed in. No, no, no. Okay. No. I, um, I. She's amazing. But no, I was <laughs> no, I oh, that's was a beautiful happy. story of her dad yes. going with her and working at the I mean I know. It's, it her made parents me cry. are so wonderful. They're they're lovely. I know her parents they come are so to wonderful. The shows. Ronnie and Noel. You guys <laughs> are a dream come true. Um I gather they they're very fond of you. Yeah, I mean I'm very fond of them. Like they're very they're so supportive. <laughs> Only because like, Addie mentioned that. She yeah. Said, oh, oh, you you gotta talk to Jenny. Yeah. My parents love her. I know. It's so so nice. It's so sweet. Um <laughs> Oh, my God. How lucky. Okay. For me. How lucky for me. Um, But what I was going to say is that I – so in New York, I was interning with Davenport Theatrical. So Ken Davenport, who does the blog, The Producer's Perspective, he was one of the – A must read. What? A must read. A must read. Uh, He's um, very – what's very cool about Ken is that Being a Broadway producer, a lot of them have been doing it for years and years and years. They're pretty, like, stalwart in their ways. Like, they're not really changing in terms of what their practices are. Like, and theater is changing very fast, Mm -hmm. very quickly. Mm -hmm. The types of shows we want to see, how you even can raise money for theater now is changing. And Ken is often at the forefront of, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if I did something this way? And he was one of the first people to realize, oh, you know what? 
people would like a blog about the inner workings of this. So, and he made a podcast. He was the first, he's a producer who knew, oh, what is going to be the buzzy thing that yeah. I should hop onto? So, uh, he's very cool in that regard. So, I was interning with him and he helped me by, um, I started stage managing for him. Uh, so, we did an interactive uh, show called That Bachelorette Show based on The Bachelor for bachelorette parties and birthday parties. So, it's like kind of a club show. Whew. That's I know. a really specific thing to go after, isn't I it? I know, but that market wants <laughs> yeah, no, they it, want it, to it drink works. and dance and yeah. see a little show. Yeah. Um, and it's great to have them isolated from the general population. Right. Keep them away <laughs> from the rest of us. Keep them out of the comedy but, shows. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just let them like go crazy. Let them have a thing. Yeah. Have their yeah. own thing. So I got my equity card from stage managing that. Terrific. And then I did work with the puppets because when I told him I was kind of tired of <laughs> Doing stage managing, he was like, oh, um, I actually have an opening for company management at Avenue Q. So then I did the daily logistics of running the business of Avenue Q. Let me ask you this, though, Mm -hmm. because how old of a person are you at that point? So that was two years ago. So I did it when I was uh, 25. 25. Okay. All right. Okay. So not not that out of. (laughs) No, but it's a little. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of young to be. The company manager of that, something off saying. Broadway. Were the, was the company responsive to? Uh... No. No. <laughs> Having <laughs> they, such a young person? No, they really tried to mess with me. Because yeah. like the company management company management is very hard because you, you're the person who's giving everybody bad news. You're the one who's like, actually, we're not going to pay to fix this light that's bothering you. Or you can't have these vacation days you requested right. or whatever, whatever it is. And they only really like you when you're handing off a paycheck, which is also part of your job. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, they're, the people who've been doing Avenue Q have been doing it for 12 years, 13 years. It's just closing now. Yes. Um and I came in and I was like, okay, well, I'm in charge now. And they're like, um, excuse me? And then they try – some of them would be like, okay, well, Jenny, I'm going to request all of these vacation days. Like, it's been fine in the past. And I'm like, has it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, has it? Um, but they are – I mean, they're all, like, very talented performers and awesome people. But, yes, I definitely came in um, – and was not someone that they wanted to take seriously immediately. And and how did you win them over? Was there a moment? You know, just by being nice. Just by being and you. And having a sense of humor. Because that's, that's rare yep. in stage management and company management. I'm sorry. <laughs> stage managers, you're so important. But your but, job is so thankless. It's yeah. hard to be fun. <laughs> and some of them, some of them. Yeah. Lack a humor gene. Yes. <laughs> I know, but it's hard. But I mean, they like, have in black clothing. Oh, so much black clothing, lots of post-its. Some of those folks you wonder, like, have you seen the sun? Right. What color is your skin? It's almost a translucent paper. Like, it's kind of a mummy. I know. You live your life in a booth at night. It's I'm like gonna, I'm going to get letters. I know. I'm going to get letters. Jenny, you are taking down the theater industry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to downplay how important stage managers are. You're very, very important. important. They could lighten up a little bit, but they're very important. You're very important. Very important. They make things work. <laughs> now, speaking of making things work, you also do a job with the award shows. Yes. You so work for the Tonys? I do. So I'm the operations manager of the Tony Awards now. That sounds wonderful. It's very cool. You, you keep things moving and in place. Yes. So I do logistics for the Tonys for the events leading up to it and also for the ceremony itself. 
And it's more about the event. So it's what does it feel like to be live in the room at the Mm -hmm. Tony Awards? Mm -hmm. I'm not working with what's on the telecast. Yes, that's a separate team. Separate team. Doing that. Yes. Yes, I understand. sometimes people ask me and they're like, oh, so do you get to like – decide who's going to be like performing and who's going to be presenters. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> That'd be very cool. But no, <laughs> that's a, uh, would be a stretch. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah, that would yeah, be a stretch. I would love your... that. Maybe sure. someday. No, sure. But uh, I imagine uh, I've never uh, received an award. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been near some, but it must be exciting to be in the same room with Laurie Metcalf, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very cool to have so many people who have who are so talented. And I mean, Tony Shalhoub is very cute. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's very cute. I yeah. don't know. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and his pastel uh, one piece. The working out. Yeah. The working out. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, but also at a private club. Also a private club. Catskills. Yeah. Oh my God. Also a Catskills private club. Yeah. <laughs> this is our thing. I love it. This is our thing. Um, Should we do a private club themed show, Jenny? Maybe. I think actually people would love that if we told them they had to come in sports coats and we like played tennis between sets. And if they don't have the sport coat, you give them one off the rack. Yes. And then it might not fit you, but you have to wear it. Good, but you have to wear it. You have to wear it. Wow. I actually think I didn't bring you in here to pitch something to you, but I like where this is going. I think that could be a thing. (laughs) I really want to do a show where the audience is in a pool. Yeah. In the summer, I want to do a show that's also a pool party. Yeah. They have some kind of hotel with a pool, isn't it? Yeah, there? there's the Dream. Like a, a, there are a, a lot of hotels. Bar. Yes, there are a lot of hotels with pool bars. This is – look out for it. Wow. Summer 2019. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to get my onesie ready. Yeah, get it ready. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's very cool that they're – it's very cool to be around all these celebrities. But, it, honestly, it's not – it's not that glamorous at this point, although the after party is very fun. Yes. So it's very, very stressful and a lot of hard work and not glamorous. But then you go to the after party and you're like, okay, this is why I did, I work so hard for this. This yeah. is – I really can celebrate. It's like an improv dinner. It's like an improv dinner. <laughs> I know. It's so fun. What What's funny about winning an award is that the majority of the audience didn't win an award. So when you're – actually in the audience of an award show, like the demeanor of the people over time really just like gets sadder and lower as like more and more people have found out that they didn't win. Yep. So at the beginning, it's like kind of this nervous energy, excited energy. And then as it becomes clearer and clearer, which shows are getting the awards or which celebrities are getting the awards and people are not, it becomes kind of sad and a lot of people leave early which is why we have seat fillers <laughs> yes <laughs> um but that's just that's something they don't tell you yeah that's something you can't see on tv <laughs> one could imagine though if you've invested in hair makeup dress team yeah. limo whatever else and you're there and then quickly is uh, clear you're not going to win anything right uh now are there booze there at the event no we close the bar you oh, have to leave to so go get booze. people are very sad. They're very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, that's a have to go, And that's why they have to leave. They have to go leave so they can go get a drink. Yes. And that's their right. Sure. That's their right because also the people who are losing in this case are doing shows seven days a week. Right. You they're know, like exhausted. six days a week, eight they're, shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they, it's usually at the height when Tony Awards come in because if it goes well – by gosh, they got to capitalize on right. that right gotta, away. Yeah, they got to keep performing. Before it closes. I know. <laughs> These people perform more on the holidays. Yeah. Imagine so that. They all want they all need an award. They yeah. all deserve an award. They all deserve one. Well, there's a need for recognition mm-hmm. and all that. 
let's get into this just okay. because someone who kind of pathologically celebrates their birthday, not on their birthday, yes, and every month. I did celebrate it on my birthday. Well, okay, once. the one month <laughs> that it was my birthday. <laughs> did you have a terrible birthday that you're trying to make up for? No. Um, <laughs> did you have a it, great one you want to keep reliving? Well, I just like I like the feeling of. What's fun about a birthday party is that it's encouraging everyone to just like, we're going to celebrate. This is a fun night. Like we, you know, maybe we'll do things that we don't normally get to do. It's a special occasion. Like, yeah. and especially with birthdays, the kinds of activities that you'll do on a birthday that you wouldn't do normally, plentiful. You're like, we're going to bowl because it's my birthday. We're going to roller skate because it's my birthday. We're going clubbing. We never go clubbing, but we're going, we're getting a table because it's my birthday. Like that spirit is yeah. what I'm trying to, um, what I'm trying to give to the audience, I guess, is just this feeling of like, you're going to see a variety show. There are going to be a lot of incredible performers, but also we're do like, we're doing something that we only really get the chance to do once a year, except it's every month. Every month. <laughs> except it's every month. And it's celebrating you. Well, it's celebrating me, but it's also, <laughs> I would say, if you come see a show, it's I, I do some very fun hosting bits in my comedy, yes, but it's yeah. not all about me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> except for the one that was in December on my actual birthday. It that, was all about it was me. All about, okay. It was truly all about me. It's more of a structure to hang something on. Yes. 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 While also encouraging the good times and all this. And, right. And everything you said about yeah. supporting uh a fun environment, creating right. one, fostering one. Yes, and having it be a high-energy show, too, because I think a lot of just standard stand-up shows um, can be a little low-end, you know? Like, a little bit like we're we're not we'll, – we'll all get our time at the mic. We're – I'm going to, like, pump up the audience before the act comes up, but it's not going to feel like, you know, like this big endeavor. Yeah. There's so, no cohesive uh, th pull through the whole thing. Right. Where you can keep that energy vibe up. Right. It's and, this and then this and, and I this love, and then this. Exactly. Yeah. And there's some stand-up shows that I think are like amazing and like you get you get in there and it's like, oh, we are so pumped about all the incredible comedy that we're seeing. But I think in like in general, they're not they're not at they're not as like party spirit, which is what I want. That's what I want to bring. Balloons help. Balloons help. And sparkle curtains. I do a sparkle curtain often because it photographs very well. It does. It does. Always thinking with that producer's mind. Yeah. I, I know. really appreciate that. I can't turn it off. I don't, there's I, no reason to. I know. I can't turn it off. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't off. worry about that at this point. Now, how, how old are you in birthday years? In birthday years, I'm turning 51. 51. Okay. On Saturday. Oh, that's great. And uh, what is your favorite age? Um, I actually – I was thinking about this recently and I think I'm excited to be in my late 60s because <laughs> I think I'm going to love – hopefully I can be retired at that point. Yeah. And by retired, I mean only working at things I'm actually passionate about. It's not that I have to be working at anything to support myself mm -hmm. uh, financially. Um, I think I'm going to love just being able to just – Go see a lot of shows and like travel and, you know, all the time it's vacation and maybe have, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be married at this point, but maybe a lover who's like 20 years my junior. Yes. Like, I think that's going to be great. Yeah. 
I'm really excited. That sounds good. That might be my favorite age. Wow. Whatever, you know, that general like late 60s period. Before, you know, when you're still like fun and flirty and not too tired. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> that I think like... that's going to be my prime. Yeah. Yep. yep. Good. Well, I wish you great luck in <laughs> getting you. there. That'll be terrific. Thank you. Uh, this age is my favorite. Really? Uh, because it meant this conversation Aww. could take place. That's And very this sweet. has been wonderful. I'm so happy you could join me. Thank you so much um, for having me. I imagine you have twenty some shows in the week that it'll take for to get this up on the yes. on the internets there. But uh, do you have where can people find out more if they want to go out and see a birthday show or they want to see any I, of the other things? I have a website oh, that good. I worked very hard on. It's JennyGorlick.com. It does not look as great on your mobile browser. So if you look at it on your desktop, it's beautiful. If you look at it at your cell phone, I'm still trying. I'm still working at Don't it. Don't waste your time with mobile devices. I know. Get yourself a nice tower. Yes. Okay, get a big screen. Yes. And look at the web the way it was intended to be that's, seen. That's what it was made for. Yeah. So I have a website. And also, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, yes. Um, at Jenny Sequa. Jenny Sequa. J-E-N-N-Y Sequa. Which is a pun. I got it. We got it. <laughs> we got it. That's special something. She's yeah. got it. I spent time in Providence. I got it. <laughs> um, well, that's wonderful. And truly a continued success in everything Thank that you, you do. Jane. It's been great. It's been so nice to talk to you. You want to know what I learned from Jenny Gorlick. Take lots and lots of photos. For one, have everything documented and use a shimmery curtain whenever you can. This is a woman who cares about production values, and I appreciate that. Iron your clothes. It's all part of it. Appearances matter. Which is why I've been whitening my teeth and dyeing my beard. Also, for now, gave up booze. We'll see how it goes. So far, so good. Lucky numbers this week are 2, 5, and 0, and you want me to pay how much a year to have a gold card? A personalized reading goes out to Kenny Laughlin in Shirazi Pass, Tennessee. Oh, you know what? People would like a blog about the inner workings of this. And that will do it for us. Thank you for listening. And remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced by James Bewley. He's gotten used to answering to the name Dale when people see him. Season 11 podcast icon by Candace Brorsma. Season 11 podcast theme by Zach Gabbard. Music heard throughout the show by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm in Ohio. Season 11 poster artwork contributed by illustrators Catherine Lamb, Maria Wen, Scott Balmer, Ronald Horn Industries, and Laurent Rybick. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on some other fine platform, zip over there and leave us a couple of stars. Uh, the show is weekly with live events every other month at the Slipper Room in Manhattan on the Lower East Side. Thank you for listening and for your kind support. Now with Gaia's blessings, let's seal the portal. <laughs>